Hey, MEAC fans, it's time to step into a championship. The 2023 MEAC Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament tips off March 8th through the 11th at the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. Join all the Me action with competitive basketball games, fun theme nights, and fan fests, official after parties, and comedy shows. Tickets are on sale via Ticketmaster, and you can log on to MEACHoops.com for more info. The 2023 MEAC Basketball Tournament. Who will be crowned champion? Want to create a breakthrough gene therapy or life-saving vaccine? Pioneer Aerospace Excellence? Take your hospitality tech brand international? Montgomery County, Maryland is where you can do all that and more. Use our ideal location next to D.C. Diverse world-class talent and our vast business resources to be the next company to make your mark and transform the world. Visit bnext.thinkmoco.com. That's bnext.thinkmoco.com to learn how we can help you create something remarkable. Welcome to the Fantrax Toolshed. If you love Dynasty Leagues and prospects, you came to the right place, because that's what this show is all about. Covering the majors and all levels of the minor leagues to give you the leg up in your Dynasty Leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Eric Cross and Chris Clegg. All right, fantasy baseball fanatics around the world, welcome to the Toolshed. This is episode 58 of the Fantrax Toolshed with Clayton Cross, powered by Fantrax and FantraxHQ.com. I'm your host, Eric Cross. This is a special interview episode. We won't be talking any fantasy, really, but we will be talking with one of the top breakout prospects of the 2021 season and one of the favorites. Uh, The legend was born for this guy out in Arizona but with me, as always, my co-host from Fantrax HQ, Mr. Chris Clay. Chris, what's up, man? I'm just happy. The Braves are going to the World Series. Flying high. Red, hate the Red Sox aren't. I would love to Braves Red Sox matchup. But yeah, and we get to interview Joey Weimer. We're going to record another Toolshed episode tonight, looking at some rookies. So yeah, it's going to be a, a great day. Um, you know, great baseball day for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. In case you're confused, because this episode will be released on Wednesday, we are recording this. This is Sunday afternoon. It's about 3.30 p.m. East Coast right now. So, yeah, Yeah. we're recording. We just got done actually recording with Joey Weimer. You'll hear that interview here in a little bit. And then we'll record another episode tonight that you would have heard on Monday uh, with Brendan Tuma, uh, recapping some rookies from 2021 and their outlooks. So make sure to go back and check that out as well. Um, but yeah, this was uh, this episode is going to be a lot of fun. But before we do that, let's get into the usual housekeeping here. You can follow us on Twitter. Chris is at RotoClegg. I am at AirCross04, and our show is at Fantrax Toolshed. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review. And check out our Patreon for extra written content from both of us. And of course, check out all the other great written work and audio work we have on the Fantrax HQ network, including our other podcasts, SB Streamer, Fantasy Hockey Life, Fantasy Football Addicts, Define Fantasy Football, and Fantasy Football POV. Before we get into the episode here, let's just do a little, little background on Joey Weimer, some, some of our thoughts and expectations for him moving forward. Like I mentioned, he was one of the biggest breakout prospects of the 2021 season. He was a fourth-round draft pick in 2020 from the University of Cincinnati. Uh, he's a Michigan kid uh, and in the 2021 season between low A Carolina and high A Wisconsin, slash 295, 403, 556, 
27 home runs, 30 steals, only caught six times, and had a walk rate well above 10% as well. So just a really, really good all-around season. Damn near pushed 30-30 in 109 games, only 472 plate appearances. Chris, how impressed were you, were you with Joey Weimer's 2021 season? Yeah, I mean, it was great. Obviously, you didn't expect him to push 30-30, and he absolutely did that. And you're going to hear on the interview, he talks about some some adjustments, some mechanical things that he worked on that just kind of set that f- swing free. He always had big bat speed, had a big leg, leg kick in college. He kind of toned down a little bit to a toe tap and made all the world a difference. So, yeah, awesome season. The art, The numbers were just impressive. You can't argue against him. He got better once he went to high A, like even more impressive. So, yeah, the the numbers were great. He backed it up in the Arizona Fall League. We saw him play three different games. Absolutely smoked it. So, yeah, it's fun to see. And I think he's going to be a prospect that you're going to want to get in your dynasty league sooner than later because he's getting ready to take off. Oh, 100%. And I'll even give a little bit of a spoiler alert here. I just bumped him way, way up my prospect rankings. He is, at the moment, and this might change, he may even go higher. I have him 53rd, all right? Like, the power's there, the speed's there. He's a good defender as well. Strong arm. He threw a guy out from right field at third base. Uh, that was clocked at 89 miles an hour in one of the games that we saw out in the AFL. And he just has, like, he just looks, like, you, this is not a metric, but he just looks like a ball player, right? Like, he just looks like he has that that knack for doing everything well, and he's just going to c- continue to succeed wherever he goes. And the fact that, you know, he'll be playing when he gets up to the major leagues in Milwaukee, cold weather, you know, northern part of the country. And he's used to that. You know, I said grew up in Michigan, played at the University of Cincinnati. So I don't think that should be an issue for him adapting to Milwaukee at all. So I'm I'm all in on Joey Weimer. He just looks like he's going to do it all, hit for average, good OBP, power, speed, arm, solid defense. This looks like he's a this a nice five-tool all-around player. So, yeah, I am all in on, on uh, Joey Weimer right now, and I would definitely be looking to get him wherever I can in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, Chris, where do you have Weimer ranked in your rankings? He's moving way up. I haven't settled. I'm still adjusting a lot right now. Um, pull up the sheet. Let me just do a Control-F. That might make it easier. Currently, it's 60. So. Okay, so we're pretty, we're pretty close. Both, yeah. you know, top 60 or so. Um, definitely, and has a chance to move higher too. Like I think if he comes out in 2022, uh, I'm assuming probably starts at Double A, and he's just continues to show power, speed, hit tool, you know, approach the whole nine. I think he's a, he might be like a top 25 guy. I think yeah. Once you show it again, like people are like, all right, maybe there's a little hesitancy um, on the the 2021 breakout, but if he shows it again, especially at Double A, you know, which is you know that big jump from high A to double A that we've heard many people talk about. I think he'll move up even higher in our rankings, top 25 maybe. And then I think the rest of the, the industry will catch up as well. And I'm not saying everyone else is slow on him or sleeping on him or anything like that, but I think you'll see, you know, a lot of big jumps in rankings for Joey Weimer. Yep. I totally agree. I think that if he repeats even to not the full extent, I think that there's applause to keep bumping him up because you know, you just want to see some of the continued success. Like it's hard to repeat in your 30-30 season. Those don't happen very often. 109 games. Like that's crazy. 30-30 season and 162 game MLB season is crazy. And did it 109 in the minor leagues this year. So awesome, awesome year for Weimer. And yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think that you look at some of the names in front of them, the upside's tremendous. It's hard to make an argument against him versus some of these guys where you could easily see him moving up. 
Absolutely. And I can mention, you know, on top of that power speed, he had a 13.3% walk rate, 22.2% strikeout rate, uh, hit 336 in, three, in 34 games after being bumped up to high A with a 428 OBP and a 719 slug. Like he had 14 home runs in 34 games, 152 plate appearances in high A. So, yeah, really, really all in on this profile. Like I said, he just looks like the like a future star. Uh, he has that mentality. He, he's betting on himself. He has a lot of confidence, uh, which is definitely a positive as well. And you'll hear that come through in spades in the interview. But uh, before we get into the interview, we'll take a quick break, come back on the other side, and talk with Joey. So don't go anywhere. Hey, MEAC fans, it's time to step into a championship. The 2023 MEAC Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament tips off March 8th through the 11th at the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. Join all the Me action with competitive basketball games, fun theme nights, and fan fests, official after parties, and comedy shows. Tickets are on sale via Ticketmaster, and you can log on to MEACHoops.com for more info. The 2023 MEAC Basketball Tournament. Who will be crowned champion? All right, welcome back to the Tool Shed. We have a special treat this episode as we bring on Milwaukee Brewers outfield prospect Joey Weimer. Joey, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And we uh, it was nice that we were both both Chris and I were out in the Arizona Fall League about a week, week and a half ago. Saw a few of your games, and you know, coming off a great season, um, we really appreciate the time uh, today to sit down and talk with us. I know it's it's an off day, so. It's a good day, a good day to talk some baseball here. So we won't take up too much of your time. We'll get right into it here. Uh, first off, what is it like to be playing out in the Arizona Fall League right now? Uh, it's awesome. You know, we got a really good group uh, over at Salt River. A um, bunch of good dudes, good locker room. Um, and it's super laid back. It's nice to, you know, go out there and compete with the best of them. So yeah, it's yeah. been re- really good, really good weather out there too, for the most part. Like, it hasn't really been a lot of hot days. I know you've been out there longer than than we were, but. Seems like it's just been great weather. A lot of good, a uh, lot of good baseball weather out there, huh? Yeah, it's a little warm for me in October. Uh, for yeah. what I'm <laughs> Michigan, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I, I'm from Maine. I'm from Maine, so yeah, I, I'm yeah. used to the cold weather. Like it's, it's like forty something degrees outside here in Maine right now. So yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you there. Yeah, so I feel you. Yeah, South Carolina here, so the Arizona was actually nice. No humidity, man. I was uh, appreciating that <laughs> weather for sure. But yeah, and. So coming into the fall league, like, is there certain things you were looking to work on this year or just kind of go out and play in ball? Uh, not, not really. Um, anything I'm working on specifically right now. I mean, obviously there's, you know, always, always trying to sharpen up, you know, what I do. Um, but I know this was kind of a, or still is kind of like a, a test for me, I guess, to, you know, better pitching, whatever, whatnot. But, um, I just, I just want to come out here and do what I do. Uh, so it's going well so far, but obviously you got a long way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you were you were drafted last year, twenty twenty, during obviously probably one of the weirdest years we've ever experienced in our lifetime. You know, and since you were drafted in twenty twenty, what were some of those those difficulties of being you know drafted during that time frame, having the shorter twenty twenty collegiate season, and just training in general last year? So, why don't you just uh, take us through that that whole year for you? Yeah, um, it was a lot. It was, you know, honestly a good time for me um, to to bulk up, put on a lot of size. Uh, you know, we had some weights thrown together in my buddy's garage, uh, called the Gulag. You know, we were we were crushing weights in there every day, and you know, I had I had a cage and I was hitting in my high school. Uh, so it was just a lot of, you know, a lot of a lot of backyard grinding and 
Um, you know, that, that USPBL was big for me, um, the independent league that I had a chance to play in because, I mean, I had that big uh, leg kick in college um, and kind of working on that toe tap, and I, I didn't hit well there. Uh, but it, it was big for me to, you know, get some live ABs and, and try to figure out my timing with everything. Yeah, definitely. And I, I had a chance to talk with both uh, Cody Hosey of the Dodgers and Shane Boz of the Rays kind of back in the earlier parts of the pandemic last year. Just It was interesting just to get different players' perspectives and, and see what, what they were doing, whether it's just working out in home gyms and home fields. Like Hosey's from Indiana. He's just working out at his old high school field. So it's always interesting to see how each player kind of handled the 2020 season because obviously it was just so weird and just difficult altogether. So. Um, that's always very interesting to hear. Yeah. So, what was it when you got the call that you were drafted? What was that feeling like? Yeah. Um. Actually, I missed that call. So I was, <laughs> I, swear, I was, I was glued to my phone all day, uh, stressing. You know, watching, watching picks fly at the board, whatever, whatnot. Am I going back to school? Am I going? Like, am I doing this? Uh, and I finally, I finally sat down, my phone. I made sure I had the ringer up and everything. I was gonna play some cornhole, and. uh tossed like two rounds and looked down and saw I had a missed call. And I was like, Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> and I called me back. He said, Hey, you're going to Milwaukee. And I was like, let's do it. Now, yeah, that's did, awesome. did you have an idea? Like, did you know that you're probably gonna get drafted or was it all just like, Hey, if I get drafted, I get drafted. If not, if not, I mean, it, as much of an idea as you can have, um, that year. So I was, I'd say I was like 90% sure it was happening. Um, but you never know. Uh, especially with the shortened draft. So it was, it, it wasn't hit or miss, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. Now yeah. as, as a extended question of, of along those lines, when did you have an idea that, you know, whether it be in high school or whatever that, Hey, I have a, a chance at least of making it to the major leagues. Like when did that, or at least being drafted, so to speak, when did that kind of pop into your mind? Um, You always bet on yourself. Uh, but, but realistically uh, when I realized that, I was uh, pretty advanced athletically. Um, was probably about my junior year of high school. Um, yeah, so you, you kind of already alluded to this, but you, you opted to go play independent baseball after the draft. And um, was that, that that leg kick, was that really the, the biggest thing you worked on there to kind of get that kind of toned down and get your mechanics more in check? Or was there anything, other things you worked on while out in a playing independent ball? Uh, yeah, so I got my hands more involved in my swing. Um we, uh, I don't know how I want to word this, um, but long story short, I just, I eliminated some things I was doing with my upper body and just kind of wanted to be more just to the ball um, and just, you know, be athletic. Um, I was trying to be too robotic with my swing and not just allowing my, you know, athleticism to take over. So that makes sense. And I've heard you describe your swing and approach as kind of unorthodox and you, yeah, you know, I love the approach when, when in the especially like the on deck circle getting warmed up, and then like when you get in the box, like, and and I've read an interview that you said you described it as unorthodox. Did when you went into the Brewer system, did they attempt to change anything, or they kind of just let you do your thing with that? No, and that's been awesome for me. Um, and, and I love you know especially that being with Milwaukee is they they're just letting me be me. Yeah, you know if I want to take fifty swings in a day, they'll they're there for it. You know if I want to ask them something, they're there. If I want to take four swings in a day, it's okay, you feel good, go do it. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of just been, you know, just letting me be who I am and and just continuing to not be orthodox. <laughs> yeah, that's it, awesome. Th- that's the beauty of baseball, right? There's not one way to do things. You get, pitchers have yeah. different, 
you know, deliveries, hitters have different swings. That's that's the beauty of it. Not one swing works. So uh, I'm glad to hear that they let you just do your thing. It's, it's always interesting to hear like different organizations, how they approach things and if they want you to make changes or not. So that's always yeah. interesting for me to hear. Um, and just in general, I, I know you've been in the minor leagues for a couple couple of years now. Uh, what has what just been like the the lifestyle, like the struggles and, you know, what the good and bad of the uh, minor league baseball lifestyle? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's glamorous. Uh, it's, it's not terrible. It's not bad. Um, you know, I, I love it. It's, you know, it's what I want to do with my life. Obviously not being the minors the entire time, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's part, part of the career path. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just taking a day by day, uh, just being where my feet are at and, you know, just, just continuing to roll with it. Yeah. Well, uh, there's been big news that, it looks like there'll be housing given to all minor league players next season, which is, it's huge. And, you know, we're big advocates for, for minor league players and, you know, fair salaries. And I think that housing is a big step for moving forward. And hopefully that, that all goes through as they say, and I think that would be huge for you. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, But as of right now, it's a, it's a big step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, It's a, it's a good first step. Yeah. There needs to be more done obviously. And we still don't know, like you said, what that exactly will look like, but and so it was at least encouraging to hear that that's going to happen. And so, yeah, very mm-hmm. encouraging for sure. What's the, what's your housing situation like out in Arizona in the fall league? You guys like have roommates or what's that like? Uh, so actually, uh, Mike Abello, he's with, uh, he's now outfitted with the Brewers too. Yeah. Uh, me and Joe are staying with him out in surprise. So we have like an hour drive to the field every day, but it's, uh, it's nice. Yeah. So he, he lit like he lives out there. Like, yeah, he's, he's having... place out here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That works out nicely then. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, well, going back to la- the beginning of last season, I guess the first month was a, sh- a little bit of a struggle, like statistically wise. But you made some big adjustments, led to the breakout. Was there anything specific that you changed in that process, or was it just getting some adjustments of getting used to minor league ball? What what went on there in the progression of the season? Yeah, so um, w- one of you two might have seen it. Um, I had talked about it before, uh, but Xavier, my teammate uh, Warren. Mm-hmm. He's my roommate as well, but I had talked to him one game. I was like over four, bunch of hard ground outs. I was hitting a bunch of ground outs. Um, and I was like, dude, what do you see? And he's like, there's nothing you know, wrong mechanically with your swing. Uh, he was like, I don't know, just like try starting lower in your back leg. And I was like, okay. And I literally just next day beat, like started lowering my back leg, hit a home run. And then honestly, just like never looked back from there. So like just a, a small tweak and getting lower in my back leg, like, I swear it just led to more air. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy that baseball's that kind of sport where a, a yeah. small little change like that can just, you know, work wonders. So that's yeah. neat. Absolutely. Now, you know, the AFL, you know, is going to be going on for another few weeks here. Now, what does, you know, once the AFL ends, what does the rest of the off season look like for you? Like training wise and whatnot, why don't you just take us through that? Yeah. Um, Probably be back home in Michigan for a little bit, just crushing weights, throwing balls, hitting balls. Um, and then I'll probably go down to Cincinnati again, do the same thing with my boys from there. Um, and just a lot of rinse and repeat with that. Well, can't say rinse and repeat because I don't want to sound like <laughs> I'm going through the motions, but just, you know, every day staying, staying true, staying religious with it. Um, so, yeah, just just working. Yeah, that's great. I feel like it's a year-round thing. You always got to stay on your game to – to get to the top, but uh, you know, you you have high end bat speed. 
And we've seen it. You saw it in person at the fall league, which was great. You you smoked the baseball. Do you and you mentioned the the lower half of your leg, you know, that adjustment. Do you think that led to the home run surge? That small thing, just lifting the ball a little more? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it allowed me to get the ball in the air a lot more. Um, I've always had the hard contact, so just mixing that with getting the ball in the air more just it it did wonders for me. Yeah. And I still think so far in the fall you have the hardest hit ball according to Statcast data, which is pretty impressive. So that's fun to see. Right. And that, that yeah, one of those opposite that opposite field home run you hit uh on it's just last Friday night was where it's stuck in the berm smoke that thing. So Thank yeah, you. fun to watch. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I'm going to sneak another quick question in here that we didn't put on there. But, you know, I think if everybody went to look at your statistics, right, they'd see, you know, high average, high on base, you know, 27 home runs, 30 steals, so on and so forth. Is there an aspect of your game that you think is just underrated that people don't see? Uh, I'm not someone that looks big into, like, listen to what people write about and say about me and whatever or not. Um, but the one thing that you know, I do kind of laugh about is like the can he hit? Um, I think I can hit. So <laughs> that that's my biggest thing is like the the hit tool concern. But whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm gonna go hit 400 every year. But you know, I I think I can hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we think so too. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Smoking it in the AFL, 423 average right now, pretty impressive. Posted a high average in the minor league season, so I you know, wouldn't argue against that hit tool at all, in my opinion. Yeah, and we saw you. Th- we saw you throw out. Uh, I forget who it was, but throw out somebody at third base in one of the games we were at too. So yeah, you got a pretty strong arm out there yeah, as well. I, I take pride in my defense. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's. It, I feel like that's a big part of my game. Um, that you know might be might be overlooked a little bit, uh, and that might just be because. I'm someone that values defense a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I do really care about, you know, playing both sides of the ball. Yeah. Well, that's highly important to clubs too. I mean, yeah. you look nowadays, you're seeing a lot of guys get replaced in the games for, for solid fielders. So if you have that ask, if you have, you're well-rounded in the field and at the plate, you know, definitely increases your chances of making the big leagues and, and sticking long-term. So it's yeah. highly important. And I'm going to sneak another question in you uh, talking a little bit about this. Do you use analytics at all as part of your, you know, routine, do you look at that stuff or is it more feel for you? It's more feel for me, um, especially because, I mean, both of you know that I swing 140% every time. <laughs> um, and if I get caught up in the bat speed and all that, I'll probably try to swing 150% so it's higher. <laughs> yeah. But but no, honestly, not really. I mean, I, I believe in it. I see the benefits and, you know, everything with it. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, especially a sport like baseball is very like feel oriented more than any game ever. You know, like I, I can feel as good as I want at the plate and be the most mechanically sound hitter ever. But if I have no confidence when I walk into the plate, like I'm going to be out and I can have the worst swing ever. And if I know I'm going to get a hit, there's I'm going to be way better off. So I think it's more mental than analytics. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, no, I definitely see that side. I mean, I think that's that's probably an underrated aspect that people don't look at as much as just the mental aspect. You, know, you get yeah. in a slump, you have to be able to get out of your own head and just yeah. go up there confidently. Yeah, and, that, and that's one of the big things of baseball that you know a lot of people on the outside don't understand is like it's tough. Like you know, three games go by and you play a hundred, you know, however many hundred sixty-two. It went in a big league season. Like three games, it 
can skew a lot. Like you go over 13 and it's like, dude, I forgot how to hit. But at the same time, you could have four lineouts in there. Like it, it, it's just a tough game. Oh yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last question for you here and we'll, we'll let you go. You know, you're coming off a great 2021 season. What are some of your goals, whether it be high end or just even like a minor goal of yours heading into 2022? Um, so I, I'm not a big number goal guy. Uh, I don't like to, to chase a number, chase a benchmark, because um, then I feel like I try to do too much. Uh, so my biggest thing is just competing every day, uh, just just being where my feet are. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I got to ask you before we go, we were, so we were out there we're at a first pitch conference that's put on by baseball HQ. And so that, that Friday night game we were at where you had that huge game, some of our buddies were out there and we, we've known you, like we, we follow prospects, we cover prospects, like we've known you for a while, but some of these guys, you know, they're learning about you for the first time. They, they loved what they saw. They, did you hear us from the crowd? Everybody chanting Joey. I did. Yeah. That was, that was that awesome. Was- that was really cool. Yeah, we, we were we were cheering for you to get into pitch. Like so many pitchers roll <laughs> through that game. Because you used to pitch some, didn't you? I have I've probably brought it up 25, 30 times that I want to throw a pen. Um, but <laughs> uh, it probably won't happen. I mean, you got the arm speed for it. There's no doubt about that. That throw from, yeah, from no, right field to third. <laughs> no, I do I do want to get up there still, but well, it probably won't happen. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What, it's what, tough what, to be a two way. Right. What do you what do you think your fastball would be right now? Where do you think your velocity's at? Oh, I can't say a number that I won't be able to back up. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I I know that throw from right field was clocked at eighty nine. So I think from the mound you could probably hit a little higher than that. So a little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Joey, we won't keep you any longer. Thank you so much for joining us. It was it was a pleasure to get to, to talk with you a little bit today and uh, good luck the rest of the off season. Awesome. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thanks, Joey. Take Have care. And that was Milwaukee Brewers outfield prospect, Joey Weimer. That's going to wrap up this special interview episode of the Fantrax Toolshed. We will catch you next time. Fans, it's time to step into a championship. The 2023 MEAC Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament tips off March 8th through the 11th at the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. Join all the Me action with competitive basketball games, fun theme nights, and fan fests, official after parties, and comedy shows. Tickets are on sale via Ticketmaster, and you can log on to MEACHoops.com for more info. The 2023 MEAC Basketball Tournament. Who will be crowned champion?